Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Overtime Hockey Podcast. We have an early summer edition, late spring, depending upon how you look at it. Today, we're going to bring on the new head coach of the St. Thomas Academy Cadets, Mike Randolph, who, of course, uh, was synonymous in his years in the Northland area. And now here he is in the Twin Cities with the uh, head coaching job. He gets to pick up where he left off. And, Mike, we have lots to cover in terms of what you have moving forward. I'm looking really forward to talking with you. Thanks for joining us. Nice to talk to you again, Pete. We go way back, as you know, so it's been quite a journey, and it's nice to uh, uh, still be able to get on the air with you. I love to have you, and, uh, you know, I called you in our text, Ratings Gold. Everybody wants to know what you have to say, and for, and for good reason, Mike. I think, you know, wins and losses, state tournament appearances, all that, it speaks for itself, but I think more what we're talking about here is, is the person and uh, the type of coach you are and what you've done for so many players along the way in your career. And it's really nice to see that that someone, I'm not saying at the advanced age, but someone like yourself who's been around for a while, let's be honest, is able to come up with a head coaching job and uh, that St. Thomas Academy was able to find uh, really the need to continue their program with a guy of your stature. So I think it says a lot to you as the person and the coach that you get this job. Well, I feel very fortunate. Pete, uh, never thought this would come about. Uh, obviously, I hoped for it to happen. I talked for years of two people that I care about and care about me and asked me what the future holds. And I still love coaching. I still love working with high school athletes. Uh, and uh, my plan, my plan, if it worked out to if the plan worked out was to uh, down the road uh, move to the Twin Cities because I have family down there and uh, my I have three kids that live down there, uh, five grandkids and uh, just wanted to be closer to them and at the same time do what I'd love to do and uh, so this opportunity came about and I'm uh, very honored that they hired me and I'm really looking forward to next year. When, I know when you, when, you, when you think about when our kids move on and they could be anywhere around the country and to be able to have them where they are and, and to be able to be with your grandkids and continue to do what you love, that's a blessing to be able to say, you know what, I don't have to really go too far or move too far to make this happen. So let's kind of pick up where we left off last year. You, you end up at St. Thomas Academy. And I think one of the things that you pointed out to me that you really enjoyed was the opportunity to work with the JV team as well as the varsity team. But the JV team had an impact on you uh, in a positive way, of course. Can you share some of those experiences and, and what you loved about that the most? Well, I have experience, as you know, Pete, of coaching college hockey six years, uh, coaching uh, high school hockey at the varsity level, been assistant coach, but never had the opportunity to coach a JV team. And I reached out to Trent when he was kind enough to take me on board as an assistant, uh, which he ended up making me associate assist assistant. I mentioned to him that uh, I asked him the schedule and he told me what uh, varsity uh, goes off ice training and then uh, JV practices at 3.30 to 4.30, and then uh, the varsity goes on. So 
I didn't really want to go down there and watch the kids lift weights and work out off ice. I really wanted to uh, get on the ice. And so I asked them if I would be able to coach a JV team. And at first he couldn't believe that I wanted to do that, but I just wanted to get on the ice and work with the kids and then go on the ice with the varsity. And I knew that my, the, to the extent that I would be working with the varsity, they, they, they had their, he had himself and his assistant. So I didn't really know how that piece was going to work out. So I wanted to get my own team and work with the JV. And I thought it was really good in uh, uh, my coaching career to, to work at that level. Uh, usually you have kids that aren't really excited to go to the rink, aren't really happy with playing JV. And uh, it's a different level. And I was fortunate to have great JV coaches and I appreciated all they did for me and the JV program because that was our bloodline. So I looked forward to the challenge and I just saw the kids grow and uh, get better and have fun doing it. And I, I think it was just a great opportunity for me to coach at a, uh, at a level I never coached before. And I learned a lot about coaching myself and a player at that level. So going into this year, I will appreciate where the JV players are at. Uh, they're all over the place. Some feel they should be playing varsity. Some feel like they got screwed. Some feel like uh, I'm never going to play here. So uh, it was just a great experience, Pete, one that I'll never uh, forget or regret doing. Did you find through that, Mike, then having, you know, been a, a varsity, varsity coach and then doing that again, did that did that kind of connect some dots where like, oh, yeah, I can see where this guy's a little bit bitter or, you know, you learn a lot about how they fight through things and work through things. And, and you know, I think some – teams they all run it differently though it seems as though the varsity is almost a whole different team from the jv others integrate it uh were there things that you learned that way about the importance of family i mean i think a lot of people either look at it it seems like it's one way or the other and and was there something that you did at duluth east that fell into that category and that you would uh, continue to do or that you learned from it that you liked well i i think the key and it was reinforced last year is you have to really make sure that those kids realize you care about them. And like I told you earlier, at Duluth East, that was pretty much our, our you know, a lot of kids went from JV to varsity. Uh, we needed them kids to develop. And that's why I said I had great JV coaches. And I think that if there's a junior playing JV, he kind of has a different mindset than a 10th grader or a 9th grader. The 10th grader and 9th grader kind of feels, hey, I'm going to play varsity down the line here. And uh, the junior kind of goes, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to ever play varsity. And they're, they're kind of down. And I think the, 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 the challenge is to keep them going and keep them chasing their dream of playing high school hockey at the varsity level. And I think that's the part I enjoyed the most. It doesn't mean it's going to turn out for them, but it was just a different mindset, bringing them to the rink every day and 
trying to keep them positive, trying to keep them working, trying to get them to continue to chase their dream. And uh, that was the fun part about it. And now we, we transition toward what I would say are the differences between coaching at a public school versus coaching at a private school. Now, you went to Cathedral in Duluth, so you understand you know, from an ed- educational perspective how all that comes together and, and what, what it all means. But there's also in today's world, let's face it, you know, people will send their kids to a private school. They cut a check. Uh, we'll pretend it's for a- uh, academics, but maybe it's for athletics. But there's a little bit of pressure, too, on coaching staffs. And, and it doesn't mean that you crumble to it, but it's real. How do you, how do you handle the differences between those two? And, and am I thinking differently? Is there not a difference? I, for me, I won't handle it any different than I handle it at a public school, to be honest with you, Pete. I'm going to continue to evaluate players and in the end play the best players. I always have and always will, and sometimes that gets you in trouble. But I have a great AD. He's very supportive uh, of me running the program in line with their mission statement, and that's what I plan on doing. And I, I'm going from the, the challenges. I'm going from the good cop because I was kind of the good cop. Yeah, here. for sure. And yep. I'm going to be the bad cop because I'm going to have to make some tough decisions. We have a very good 10th grade class coming in. We got a lot of juniors and sophomores. We really only have, uh, we got our fifth and sixth defenseman back who didn't play a lot because they played four. And we have two forwards who played a lot that are pretty high-end forwards, uh, Tom, Tommy Cronin and Zach Howard. And uh, Lucas Kickoff uh, played a little bit, but he was kind of a fourth-liner. So basically we've got two forwards back that have experience. New goalie, everything's going to be new. So I think that's a good, good part because we're going to have a brand-new team and I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to show what they can do. And in the end, I want to pick the best players. It won't matter who the parents are. It won't matter how much money they make. It won't matter, uh, you know, where they played last year. It's all new now. And uh, we start our camp next Tuesday, and that message will be sent. And uh, basically, to be honest with Pete, I'm going to run it the way I've always run it. I, I, I don't look at it as a – a different uh, setup, you know, public versus private. Yeah, I'm going to continue to coach hockey uh, the way I I know how to coach hockey. So, is it going to feel a little bit weird running a camp that's not at Heritage or in the digs? And you know, like when you look around, you know, I know you were the good cop, kind of like just jumping in last year, but now this is your show. Is it going to feel a little weird? I I don't think so. I don't know. We'll find out next week. I'm I'm so excited to get on the ice with these guys and get going, knowing I'm the head coach and knowing it's going to be my team and uh, doing it, you know, the way I've always done it. But it's at a new school. Everything's new, new rink, new everything. Thankfully, I've had experience of knowing where the rink is, knowing where the school is, having been in the school, having been in the rink, so, and knowing the JV team and the returning varsity players. 
I don't know a lot about the younger kids. That's going to be fun. I'm having them in the camp and just, I, I, to be honest with you, I can't wait to get on the ice Tuesday. I've never been this excited for a summer camp in a long time. Boy, that's and amazing. Everything's so new. And, uh, I've always enjoyed the summer camp because it's an opportunity to really get to know the kids at, you know, at a little, uh, you know, you're, you're not all wound up or, you know, into the middle of the season or anything, you kind of get, get to see how, you know, get to know the kids on a personal level. That's what, what I try to do a lot during the summer, pull them off the ice or after practice and, you know, learn a little bit about them outside of hockey. And so uh, coming into the season, you kind of have a feel for what you're working with. Special teams have always been so important to your team's success and I'm sure that won't change again coming into this year. Is that something you start working on during the summer camp time? Not a lot, to be honest with you, Pete. I, I think what I do more than anything is find out who uh, fits the special teams, yeah. you know, who who jumps out at us as far as, you know, that guy could be a good power play guy. Let's see, let's see where we put him kind of thing. Good penalty killer. Uh, not a lot of time spent on that. Th- this is going to be a different camp in that in Duluth, I was there for so long and having worked in the youth programs, hockey camps, they came in kind of knowing how we were going to play. So it was basically more uh, scrimmaging and then reinforcing what we taught them in the camps earlier. This is going to be brand new. This is going to be all new for the kids. The practices will be different uh, because I know what happened at the varsity practices. The JV knows kind of how I ran things. Uh, everything's going to be different, and I'm going to spend most of summer working on uh, teaching them how we want to play and uh, so that going into the season we're not, not starting from scratch. So we got a lot to get done, a lot of exciting things to to introduce i think i think the kids will enjoy the camp and at the same time i got to remind myself that it's june and july yeah and uh you know but again uh i want to get a lot of things done as well so you know i've uh, I've, I've always viewed uh a lot of the you know i think back to the state tournament runs they had in the uh, mid-2000s with some of those championships on the class a and uh, moving forward into now, I've always kind of viewed them as a bit of a high-flying program where there was a lot of speed and pace to their games, but maybe not, maybe in the defensive zone some grit, but maybe not in the offensive end. Uh, where does this team and this group stand with that, and how does that fit with what you want them to do um, in each zone? I think it. I think that... Uh... Well, you know, you've seen my teams over the years. Yep. Uh, we're, we like to play a strong checking game. We like to play a possession game, uh, uh, a defensive game. Uh, I think the biggest challenge, I think, uh, will be teaching them to play without the puck and getting them to understand the importance of playing without the puck. They've had a lot over the years, high-end guys with the puck. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. When we played them in 2015, 
I'll never forget it. They would announce their goal scores, scoring his 35th goal of the year, blank, blank. Yep. And then our guy would score, and they'd go, scoring his third goal of the year, blank, yep. blank. <laughs> yep. So they've always had these high-end little forwards that can scoot, that can really play, have really high-end skill skills and uh, puck skills and scoring ability. A uh, little lax and without the puck. Because they have the puck a lot, Pete. Correct. You know, but yep. the 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 great thing, and I don't know what their schedule was back then, but if you look at their schedule, and I was part of it last year, they play as good a schedule as anybody in the state. I mean, they play Dinah twice, uh, Hill Murray twice, Creighton Durham Hall twice, Maple Grove, uh, EP. Uh, it's loaded. And it's a great opportunity. It, it, what, what it does is just reminds me of what we used to put together at Duluth East. We used to play the best teams of the state, as you know. And we spent a lot of time on the bus. Yep. And we went down because that's where the best double-A teams were, were in the cities. So we put over 3,000 miles on uh, bus trips in a season. And... It brought our team together. What I really want to accomplish, and I talked to Reed Hornan, the AD, is we need to get on the bus and travel the other way, you know, the other way for me. In other words, we need to get a trip to Moorhead and play Moorhead and whoever the best team up there is. Roso, East Grand, whoever's there, yeah. East Grand, Exactly. And we needed to take a trip. Last year, we took a trip and played Grand Rapids and Hermantown. The guys loved it. The parents loved it. And I said, they're lacking that down there. The longest trip last year, Pete, was that trip. But other than that, was 40 minutes maybe to Prior Lake. You, you know, know, you know what's amazing that you bring that up is it used to be that every Metro team would would take an out of uh, the area trip at least, you know, like so they they'd come they'd play Duluth East and they'd play Rapids, and then you would come back and and play in the Twin Cities the following year. But then the year they were off with you, the trip would be somewhere else. You, right. you, you don't with Metro schools see that readily as much. I know uh, Bill does that with Hill Murray. They're always running up to. Uh, Moorhead finishing out the year and um that that's what's gained by those trips in your estimation well it was our secret i think that brought our team together and when you look at saint thomas and you look at the private schools i brought this up last year these kids come from everywhere and so they didn't like at duluth east they grow up as peewees they grow up as bantams and they grow up as high school so there's the the challenge I think is bringing the kid the kids together and realizing they're a team and caring about each other and there's not a better place to do it than on a bus with no phones take the phones away from them no TV talk to each other get to know each other other than hockey and if you don't feel like talking to anybody do your homework. That's pretty much what I did with Duluth East, and that's what I'm going to do with this team. We, In fact, right now I'm in the middle of uh, scheduling a, a northern trip the first weekend 
Uh, we already got Hermit Tom penciled in on the 19th, 7 to 10 o'clock. And I'm working on getting Grand Rapids and Cloquet. So we get them on wow. the bus. We get the team pick. Get them on the bus. Let's go get to know each other. You know, it's more than just about hockey, Pete. It's about sitting down, uh, having team meals, showing them how to act. Okay. In other words, we used to always say, okay, here's the deal. At the end of the trip, leave a latch in your door because I'm going to check every room. And if your room's not clean enough, then you're going to come off the bus and clean it again, which I had to do many times. In other words, put all your pizza boxes in one pile, put all your garbage in the garbage can, put all your sheets on top of the bed, and let's help the maids. And then if you can't do that, then you're coming up and clean it again. So I would go on the bus and go, who was in room 222? And I knew who was in it because I had a room list. Well, that, that was a terrible job of cleaning your room. So you need to go up there and clean it again. So teaching them life lessons is uh, a very valuable thing, I believe, in co- and a big, huge part of coaching and respecting people who have maybe an occupation you never thought of, like maids or Zamboni drivers or bus drivers. Absolutely. Clean the bus. So I just enjoy that part of coaching. Well, I'm grinning from ear to ear hearing that story. That's uh, absolutely outstanding. And, you know, wins and losses are fine. It's that stuff that is so critical to when you move forward. Like, for instance, if I'm at a restaurant, like when I, our kids were little, I'd literally be cleaning up the floor. I wouldn't leave it trashed, and people would say, well, why do you do that? And I said, because I used to do this when I was in high school and college. And it, the, our mess isn't their mess, and I think those are just exactly. things that that get lost in the translation, uh, and yep. that's such a great part of the game. But if you're in the Metro— Well, think about this. Think about this, feat. How many kids— won't get off the rink right away when the Zamboni driver comes out. And there's pucks they everywhere still. Pucks yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Now, that Zamboni driver is on a schedule. Yep. Right? Somebody's coming on after. So pick the pucks up. Or you're on a bus. And I remember going back to use the restroom, and there's sunflower seeds all over the floor. I go to this player. Who do you think is going to pick those up? The... And I looked at the other players. I said, you guys picking them up? No. I said, you're picking up every sunflower seed that's on this bus. And you will not get off this bus until the bus driver says you picked up everyone. Because he's not going to pick them up. You're going to pick them up. I I don't know about you, but can you find a parent that would have a problem with that? No. Yeah, I mean, and if you do, it's like, oof, what do we have here? But, I mean. The fact is, is that 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 is that is what people entrust their kids with when they go to school, when they do extracurriculars and those types of things. One of the things that you touched on that I'm so curious to know, you talked about the the peewees, the squirts, the bantams that you have growing up through the system at at the youth level. Since you don't have that with St. Thomas Academy, how can you cultivate that? How, How do you get there or can't you? I think you get there with, again, doing things such as team meals, okay, Uh, 
pregame skates. Uh, for example, you play at three o'clock on Saturday, get them out of bed in the morning. Let's go for a pregame skate and let's go over somewhere and have a pregame meal. And then you go home, get ready for the game. Uh, things like that. Uh, uh, road trips, like I told you, uh, two Northern trips, uh, really really brings a team together Mm -hmm. and uh just things like that uh we'll get into my assistant coach i'm sure that's next he does he does chapel things uh bible things after practice activities like that that you get together outside the realm of the rink and the coaching part of it where you go, hey, Johnny, how's it going to school? Or, uh, you know, maybe he has a girlfriend or brothers and sisters. How's your brothers and sisters doing? You know, just getting to know these kids on another level. And then the other side of it is getting them to know each other outside the rink. And sometimes you got to have a pregame meal to do that. Or, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of pregame skates and pregame meals. I just am. I've always done it. Always will do it as long as I'm coaching. And I think it, it it's a very uh, easy way of bringing the team together. So let's get into your assistant coach, uh, Hall of Famer, recently inducted. One of my favorite people that I run into at the rinks, and he's got the booming voice. In fact, I've brought him on the air to do some color with me on some of these games. Tom Klein, obviously, um, he's got just a storied history in high school hockey. He was incredibly uh, engaged with the Red Knight program, and you two had a little bit of an agreement, didn't you, at some point where you've known each other for a while, which dates back to maybe your early days at East and his at Minnetonka. Is that correct? Yeah, back to 90, the biggest scrimmage we talk about is the 91 scrimmage. We both had like 12 players over six foot, some six, two, six, three, that uh, really enjoyed the physical part of the game. And we had a scrimmage that we still talk about to this day uh, that was uh, pretty nasty, I guess kind of on the edge of, of being really competitive, maybe a little bit over competitive, yep. but uh, I, I, uh, enough said, yep. <laughs> but we both, we both had such high respect for the game as well as the type of teams we had that fit our team. We just enjoyed it where some coaches just get mad and pull their kids off. We both used it as an opportunity to see uh, what kind of team we had, what kind of character we had. And that kind of got us to staying in touch with each other. He, TK would come to Duluth and we'd talk hockey at Perkins and uh, get to know each other. And then in conversation, he'd ask about my family, I'd ask about his family, and uh, he'd He'd find out that what my ma- my plan was down the road. And he said, well, if you ever uh, get a coaching job down in the cities, 
I want to be your assistant coach. And I was honored that he said that because he's not only a great coach, he's a great person. He's an incredible person. And I'm not sure. I know once they've all find out that he's out of Benilde, they will miss him. And they won't realize how much they miss him till it really comes about next year. And St. Thomas, they don't realize yet what I've been telling them, what kind of assistant I got. He He's the best assistant coach you could get. Well, he's not an assistant coach. He's a head coach. I mean, he's got enough experience. Between the two of us, we got like 90 years of experience. I know. That's incredible. Think about that. And, and he, he – there's not a better guy. He, the things he does for kids – outside the realm of hockey. He's a great coach again. But TK is he a, reaches he's a, beyond he's a great beyond hockey. He's a great communicator. Yep. Uh he, he he has a, a presence about it, about the way he does it. I do know this is that when he was teaching history at Hopkins, a lot of the kids that I had in baseball and hockey through the years would always point out that he was the best teacher they had, grade school, middle all the way up to high school. And uh, when you command a classroom like that, and you've been doing it as long as you guys, you know, when you're getting into your 30th year of doing it plus, you know, I think it could get a little bit stale and old, but he always had a way to uniquely care and deliver for each and every one of those uh, classes that he had. And then when you go to the rink, it's the type of person where, you know, um, TK is just kind of a given, you know, his presence is a known and you you appreciate it and, and you get it. And I think that's yep. the part, the intangibles that people don't see. You know, there's only so many X's and O's, and everybody knows them, let's be honest. It's really yep. about how you communicate getting people to do things they don't want to do to get to where they want to go, right? And if you have a guy you can trust and you do each other, how lucky are you and those kids? Exactly. We are we are constantly on the phone texting each other. Whenever I come down there, we meet each other, and it's it. It's been so much fun getting to know the things he's done in the game and then talking about what we have looking forward. And uh, he's reached out to the school. He's going to be subbing in the school. And he's going to have – I told him the other day, I said, when they find out what they got here, he's he's going to be hired and he'll be able to yeah. – you know, no, he'll no be question. locked in at the school. I mean, well, he, he just – you know, you know him, Pete. Well, I, believe me, you know. when I'm hanging around the rink, I mean, he'll dive bomb into our podcasts or our interviews. Trust me, he's the best. But I don't know. Did, did you ever get to hear, um, you know, it was great. Ken Pauly said uh, during one of his podcasts, he's like, Wags, you know, you should do one with TK, um, who's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. So he and I sat down, and uh, there were so many people that listened to that podcast that talked about what they learned from him, uh, not only historically, but about the game. And it was just so um, refreshing. And it wasn't surfacey stuff. It's kind of like you and I when we get a little deeper that way. I just thought I thought it was great. So to know that you two are together, it's just going to be really dynamic. It's exciting. We're excited. I don't think it's like two kids in a candy store. I'm telling you, we, we are so excited to get going 
Tuesday. He's going to be there Wednesday and Thursday. The camp is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now he's trying to get Tuesday off. He he doesn't want to miss a day, and he's uh, anxious to get. He's going to be out of there anyway. Uh, You know him. He does his job right right. to the last minute. He does it right, and he kept it quiet. Now it's getting more and more out there, and he's getting emails, text messages, phone calls of thanking him for what he's done for their kids. I don't want to speak for everything he's done because I haven't seen it in its works, but I can't wait for him to do his Bible study. And I don't know if you've heard about it, Pete, but he does it like four times a year. And the impact he's made on Benilde athletes is incredible. And the reason I say I can speak to it is he's shared with me some emails and text messages that he received from parents once they found out he's coming over to St. Tom's. In fact, a number of parents said they wish he could come over and just do that part of it. So that's the impact he's made on so many kids at at a critical age too Pete. well it's certainly humbling and in a world we live in where that's becoming less and less of the norm you know where it's kind of been brushed under the carpet and you know to have the platform and the ability to be able to do that uh and not have to worry about looking over your shoulder i think is really huge and i think that's uh, a component uh, from saint thomas academy that you yourself will be able to uh get engaged with too and you know, kind of one of the final questions I was going to ask here as we start to wrap up is when you look at this school and when you came in, you, you only observed it from afar, right? You know, playing against uh-huh. them or bumping into whatever. Then when you got in into it, you started uncovering the layers. Was it what you expected or was it a little bit different from that? It was way different, Pete. To be honest with you, I, I treated St. Thomas the same way everybody treated it you know, uh, didn't like them. Okay. It wasn't really hard to get my teams up for them. And, uh, why was that? Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I really don't know. Well, it's like getting them up but for the I, Hornets, right? I, Same after thing. seeing the way the school is and the people and the hockey program and everything about the school, uh, I'm embarrassed that I went to that place, but I think people drew me to that place because a lot of people don't like St. Thomas for whatever reasons they have. But when I walked in that building, and the first time I walked in the building, I couldn't believe it. And I remember walking to the building uh, to one of my interviews. The HR person was walking me to uh, uh, to get interviewed. And class was going on and we had to go through most of the school to this room where they wanted me to have my interview and I'm walking and I'm going, this is incredible. And she goes, what's incredible. I said, we've walked a distance and I haven't seen one student out in the hall, not one. And I've been in a lot of schools where class is going on. And there's schools, there's kids hanging out in the hall, kids hanging out in the parking lot, having a smoke. Never saw any of that. Kids were in the school and I went to a private school. So that what was really refreshing for me, Pete, is to see that parents have an option like that. They don't have to agree with it. 
They don't even have to send their kid there, but that option's there. And then I get to meet the people inside the building and incredible people. And then across the street is a rink, a beautiful rink. And it's I'm basically going, yours, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I'm going, this is, this is too good to be true. This is one of the top – you've got to remember where I came from, okay? This is one of the top jobs in the state. You got everything, all the resources there, great support, and I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. And I'm so blessed that they hired me, and I'm honored that I've I get to go to work starting Tuesday and build this thing and hopefully – uh, carry on the great tradition that 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 it, it's double A now, Pete. Okay, it's a whole new ball game. It's not single A. And they don't belong in single A. They belong in the double A. And it's it, there's great challenges there that uh, we we're looking for. TK and I can't wait to to try and meet those challenges and and meet the kids and put a team together and have some fun. Well, those very challenges you're talking about are not automatic, but uh, I will say this. Those kids have a much better chance of uh, some success with the way you two are going to set them up. And uh, we are, uh, well, you know me, I'm going to be around with Jerry Burrow. We'll be all over you all year. So, you know, you'll get used to, <laughs> you'll have the jackals following you guys around. So, no, that's going to be great stuff. And um, we're all looking forward to uh, seeing this happen. And I think, for, for the hockey players at St. Thomas Academy, uh, if they weren't aware, they already are pretty much those that are there, what they have before them with the two of you, it's a really, really good scenario, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch you work your magic. Mike, this has been a great discussion, and uh, we might pick this up uh, toward the beginning of the year and just kind of check in with you from time to time if you don't matter, uh, don't mind. No, love talking to you, Pete. Uh, great to see you, and I'll get to see you a lot more often. Now, you remember last time I saw you, don't you? Where were we? We're up at uh, we're at Heritage. No, where were we're we? Down there, we were at Minnetonka. Oh, Tonka. That's and right. And my family was there, and you were t- you were kind enough to take a bunch of pictures with all the grannies. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's I right. still have them. Yeah, at yeah. Pagel. Yeah, at Minnetonka. Remember we put we put a. Uh, Rope a dope on them and beat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, didn't they outshoot you like thirty-four to six or something? Like, yeah, yeah, you won two yeah, to one. Yeah. You won two to one. Yeah. I, I, so, we did so, the eye formation no, no. on them, Pete. So, we did yeah, the no, that's what I said. So I went down to you and I go, I, I, I said to you, I go, okay, is it me or is this the first time I've ever seen a one-one-one-two? <laughs> And you go. You start. That's exactly what you did. But it was the eye formation. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe. And I kept during the game. I go. And I'm like, by God, this is working. <laughs> it, was just, it was brilliant. And and, and then I, so then I, so then I'm going to you. I'm like, I don't know if you're a genius or if that was just like you fell into that. That was awesome. So anyway, that was that was actually one of the most. <laughs> Most enjoyable games I've ever done because it just they had the puck the whole game. Oh my god! Yeah, and, yeah. I don't think uh, we touched the puck very no, often. No, we you touched didn't. it enough to score a few goals. Well, the tendy was like pulling the sleep out of his eyes. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, great! Here yeah. comes a scoring chance. It's a great A." But anyway, but I, that was I will great. never forget that day. I won't you either. That, <laughs> we were standing right in the middle of the lobby, and you started laughing. <laughs> oh my god! And then, then I will tell you this: for about two or three weeks, I'm going, 
I think I saw the coolest thing I've ever seen. And so <laughs> so people that were hockey people kind of didn't get it, and people that weren't didn't get it. I go, forget it. It just was the coolest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. So anyway, all right. We'll leave all it right, on that dude. note. Looking forward to some more rope-a-dope from you coming up soon at a friend near you. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, thanks Thank a lot, buddy. For Mike Randolph, I'm Pete yep. Wagner. So long, everybody.